Hello and welcome to In the Envelope, an awards podcast. I am your host, Jack Smart, awards editor at Backstage. I'm here to give you a front row seat to the industry's most exciting awards races. Who is in the running? What makes awards-worthy film and television? How can you, listener, win a statue of your own? We're sitting down with actors to get that insider's perspective on these questions and more, and maybe, just maybe, we'll get a tantalizing glimpse in the envelope. You wake up in the morning and you know you want to do it, and it doesn't matter. You'll go broke. You'll Jackie Chan your underwear over and over and over again. To do it, you'll do it. Nothing will stop you. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Keala Settle, um, a beloved performer of me <laughs> and of uh, many Broadway audiences um, and anyone who's been lucky enough to see her perform live. And also someone who a lot of people are about to discover because she is in the upcoming 20th Century Fox film, The Greatest Showman, mm. uh, which is about the life of P.T. Barnum. And she has a scene-stealing performance as the bearded lady. And I just know, Jamie, that people are going to be looking her up and wondering who this fantastic, fabulous, talented woman is. Yeah, it seems like she's going to be pretty huge. I mean, she's obviously got this sort of small but rabid following <laughs> already yeah she um she's wonderful she i've seen her on broadway in hands on a hard body for which she was nominated a tony award um she was most recently in waitress she's also been in hairspray and les mis and priscilla queen of the desert so she's done those rounds and it's only fitting i think that her first kind of huge role on the big screen or like in that world is in a movie musical yeah. and in fact in an original movie musical um, which I'm so excited to see. It's coming just in time for, you know, the holidays. I thought you were going to say she was in a scene-stealing beard. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. We didn't talk about the beard very much, but um, she's the she's the legendary, the famed bearded lady in this movie. And beyond that, I don't actually know a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen it. Neither of us have seen it. And you no. said she hadn't seen it either. <laughs> She has not seen it either, but she also, uh, she just left the studio to go rehearse um, this big number that they're performing at Bloomingdale's. So like the cast oh. is, is part of their press tour for this movie is to go do these big musical numbers live. Just like also to let listeners know, I am from Honolulu, Hawaii. Keala is from Laie, Hawaii. We're from the same island growing up. So I don't know, Jamie, or is the, <laughs> did you follow at all? We... <laughs> We slipped it into some local colloquialisms a little bit. It was entertaining. <laughs> Whether or not it makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. Kama'aina listeners, you will know what we're talking about. But um, <laughs> for those of you who don't know what a spam musubi is, you can go look it up. I gather that that's some kind of food based around spam. <laughs> yes, oh, so you know what spam is. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spam is very, very Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Cal is one of one of a couple um, like Polynesian performers in and around the Broadway community who I've just been dying to talk to, and this was just the greatest interview. It was just such a joy to sit here yeah. and talk to her. Well, I think probably without further ado, we should get to it. Yeah, let's do a quick intro for Keala and then introduce audiences to her <laughs> and to this wonderful interview. Keala Settle is known to Broadway audiences for her Tony-nominated turn in Hands on a Hard Body, as well as other musicals, everything from Hairspray and Les Miserables to, most recently, Sarah Bareilles' Waitress. She now stars in the upcoming 20th Century Fox film, The Greatest Showman, which stars Hugh Jackman as P.T. Barnum. Here it is, my interview with Keala Settle. Kayla Settle. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. This oh, has been a long time coming. Mahalo nui love for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to hear your life story. 
Okay. <laughs> but also to hear about The Greatest Showman. First, actually, okay. Greatest Showman is your second feature film. Is that right? It is. It is. It and is. the first was Ricky and the Flash. It was. Starring Meryl Streep. <laughs> not too shabby, yeah. Not too shabby. Um, yeah, it was really, really cool. It was, I think, one of the, if not the last film that John Demme did. That's right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I interviewed him for, for that for that movie. Did now, you really? Like, now I treasure that. Yeah. We, it was an awesome time. Sure. And I got to spend about three and a half weeks on that set. With Meryl. Yeah, and Rick and the band and so many of his close and personal friends, John Demme's close and personal friends, yeah, were cool. working on set as well. And it was – they were so kind to me and um, very much let me watch and kind of soak in what was happening because I didn't know that world right. very well, much. And so they would give me yeah. a pair of cans and say, come have a seat, watch the monitors if you want when I wasn't on I set. See. And I loved every minute of it. Okay. That was your that was your introduction of, to the film. Oh yeah, world. and of course Meryl Streep's a masterclass. Yeah, to just watch her. It's Whoa, just both on camera and off. It's, yeah, she's. <laughs> I want to be like her. Duh. I mean, yeah. What well, a who great doesn't? First, like, what a feature film debut right. to have. Yeah. And then you have, I believe, you have one TV credit, and so this makes this Greatest Showman really is your your big transition from stage so, to yeah. screen. Yeah. <laughs> This fully sounds daunting when you say it like that. I know. Well, so you've been a Broadway star for... Not even. You're a Broadway star. You're a Tony-nominated star. (laughs) And so how do you transition or how did you... I mean, other than that's actually helpful to sit there and watch the whole filmmaking process and to watch Meryl Streep do her work. But what is it like? Is it... I don't know if it was a transition Uh more or less than it was... You know, when you're hustling on Broadway and you have the opportunity Mm. um, to be in a production and then what happens is once the production opens, you immediately start hitting the pavement again and looking for more work and trying to do readings and presentations wherever you can, whether it's through the agency that is representing you or through the casting directors that you know or both. And so you do that during the day if you can book something and then go to work again at night, which is your, you know, quote unquote, Eight real job. A week. Yeah. And but that's the nature of it. That's yeah. why it is. Hashtag Broadway is hard. Yeah, it's hard. totally. It's hard and it's worth yeah. it. It's worth every second of it. If you get that opportunity. I loved it. I love it and miss it so much mm-hmm. because of how much discipline it gave me. And um but uh, in that time, I was doing Les Mis, mm-hmm. I think in 2014, okay. and uh, I got a call from someone at uh, Telsey saying, we need someone to read the part of the bearded lady <laughs> for a reading, just a presentation uh, that we're going to do. It's really short, maybe like a week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> I mean, because you hustle, you know, yeah. what, what's the check? Okay, great. Right. The check at the end, it'll be great. There you go. Yeah. Here's half my rent, the end. Yeah. And we did it. And uh here, here comes Hugh Jackman <gasps> walking in, f- okay. just finishing Pan, uh, the film oh, that he uh-huh. had just finished, and yeah. uh, completely almost bald because he was bald in oh, the film. Wow! And uh, learning some of this music, and it was a musical. Yeah. And I didn't know that it was a screenplay that we were actually testing out and putting on its feet. I see. Um, okay. It was just made up of very few people. Oh, and, it um, was written as if it was just going to be a, a stage. Play, a stage no, play. as an actual film. Oh, okay. And so we From were actually beginning. gathering to see if it actually had legs. I see. And uh, cool. that Is... happened for, you know, a couple times and then cut to, you know, we had a what happened, ended up being a final presentation. Yeah. And if there's a transition, then I guess that was it. But right. that wasn't really a transition. It was just right. I happened to be there. It all happened. The music was incredible and is incredible. Yeah. And the vibe for the film came to life in that room at Pearl Studios. I mean, the walls were crawling with people, just executives, choreographers, uh, music people, acting coaches, vocal coaches, um, and everyone else that was wanting to be involved in the creation of this film that we didn't know was going to happen. And then that day, it all just gelled. It just, everybody was dialed in. And it, um, that's when it started. <laughs> that was three years ago. No, that was um, the last one ended up being the last reading that we did was in 2015 or 16, I oh, think, okay. being the end of 2016. Yeah, oh, okay. And so a movie musical, I mean, I guess that's not a typical, um, that's not a, also not a typical transition to yeah, film. Yeah, I mean, it used to be <laughs> back in the day. I right. mean, those were all billboard chart numbers and stuff like that. And yeah. 20th Century Fox was uh, famous for that's stuff right. like that. I mm. mean... You're looking at all your Betty Grable films, who I am right. an incredible fan of, oh, always cool. was a big fan of yeah. her. And 
I remember watching videos of her on American Movie Classics, which Uh is what it used to be called Uh before it was called Turner Classic Movies, Uh and recording these films at like one in the morning, you know, call me mister or meet me after the show. And then the next morning, just getting excited to wake up so that I could rewind the VHSs to teach myself the dance numbers. Oh, cool. Because I loved it so much. This kid in Hawaii. Yeah. And everybody else is like listening to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. And I'm like, hey, you guys move. I got to learn his dance number. (laughs) That's amazing. And that, of course, inspires you to this day and it inspired you for this film. Very much so. Very much so. Those old films. Yeah. And I, and I, disclaimer to listeners, neither Kayla nor I have seen this film yet. Pretty much. The Greatest (laughs) Showman. But it's going to be so good, you guys. I already know. It's going to be so great. Yeah. And that's so interesting that I know that you came from, you have said that your your mom was the one who introduced you to like RB. Like soul. my mother was a singer, yeah. And then your dad introduced you to like classical music, and like he was from yeah. he's from England. He is. My father mm-hmm. is from England, and I think there's the what's so great. What was so great about my mother and, uh, and father? Because my mother has since passed. Mm. Um, she was just this spitfire of of life, and very much. Um, artistic and creative and my Mm. father was this and is this total comedian and sees the joy and the comedy and the sadness and the sorrow in the Mm. human condition Mm. and that is basically who i am as a person it's just a perfect perfect split i can Um, see how this informs and it drives me nuts sometimes (laughs) but i you know you kind of have to learn how to live your life and go with the flow and so that's where your musical influences came from but then the the Musical theater is out of left field, and it was because of those movie mu- those. Movies. It was. I mean, I didn't know that there were staged musical productions. I thought they were just films. Uh-huh. You know, when I was yeah. watching, you know, The Sound of Music, Xanadu for totally. Cry Eye, oh, cool. um, Grease. I yeah. was a huge Olivia Newton-John fan. Annie. I mean, all of these shows, yeah. when I was growing up, I thought were movies that were musicals. Yeah. I had no idea that staged productions existed Yeah. until I yeah. was in literally in university. I had no idea. Uh, yeah. Well, I feel like that's how a lot of us are, those of us who are theater, who are thespians, that is sort of how we get hooked, especially on musical theater. It's like right, Sound of Music movie for me ones. was like, that's oh, yeah. like the reason I am the person who I am today. It's right. Like, it like forms Absolutely. everything about me, you know? Absolutely. And it's amazing how you can trace that back. Same. And it's amazing how many people it affects. Yeah. Through all walks of life. Totally. It's a community. Right. Yeah. Which speaks mountains about what music does yeah. and continues to do. Yeah, cool. Well, but you've also said that you're, you don't even, this is maybe in an older interview, but you said that you don't consider yourself a musical theater actor as much Not as at like all. an R&B singer <laughs> or like a singer singer. <laughs> Not at all. See, um, for me, you're, you're a Broadway actor. You're a Broadway actor who sings. You're really, really <laughs> kind and stuff. Real kind and stuff. Um, I think what drew me to because I actually um, have a degree in Shakespeare oh. um, and studied a lot of uh, um, of that genre of mm-hmm. uh, performance because I loved it so much. Okay, see, this and makes I, sense too. Yeah. yeah. And for me, when I was getting the offers to come to Broadway and do regional or do national tour productions and then come actually into New York City and be able to do sit-down productions on Broadway... That's where I pulled a lot of that from. Mm-hmm. As much as I was so confused as to why they wanted <sighs> me to be in this production, yeah. I would take the roles that they gave me and as much as I could create from what they gave me, uh. um, especially this last round with Waitress. Um, mm. it, it was such a collaboration mm. and we struggled so much because of, the, because of what the piece meant mm. um, that we all wanted to make sure we were true to it. And without getting too heavy into it, mm. but also telling the story of how powerful we are as women, both good and bad, right. and how amazing that is, and what creature and what incredible creatures we really are. Yeah. I mean, not that guys aren't, but it, it, that play <laughs> no, was about us. They aren't. No. Um, and so it was <laughs> nice to be able to to be able to take Sarah's music and to take Jesse's words and put them into. A place and give them life mm. through these characters that I would never otherwise do ever. Right. And I think that's the whole story of being in a Broadway show is that when these people create these productions, yeah. they're trying to give life to a character. Mm. And our only job is to just be empty of ourselves mm. and take whatever we need to take <laughs> from them and bring it to life mm. so that the stories that need to be told can be told. 
That's amazing. Well, and I feel like a lot of people from musical theater don't consider it to the actors might have that same intense, very rigorous approach. A story is a story. Whether yeah. There's a, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I fully agree with you. But a story, no matter what, totally. is a story. Yeah. And any kind of communication between a human being, between you and I, or between me and someone else, uh-huh. between me and an audience mm-hmm. member, it will resonate. Yeah. It will. Yeah. If you are fully committed to that story. Very cool. And so, and that, the foundation of that was Shakespeare. So you, you kind of very approach so. everything from like, how to t- do text analysis mm-hmm. and do like how to break apart a soliloquy. What iambic contameter was, what yeah. that meant, what it meant. Which is to also act- music. Right. Very much so. Yeah. It's, it's a, another rhythmic form of speaking. Yeah. Amazing. I did not know this about you. And so there's <laughs> this and there's the R&B. Yeah. <laughs> the, I mean, you've been, you, you're a gospel singer as well. I, yeah, I guess so. Is I mean, it safe to say? Yeah. I mean, it is. I, w- I, I wish I could actually be okay saying that. I, I mean, I, I know that I love to sing gospel music yeah. because of how close I relate to that with inside of me mm. and how much I draw mm. from that gospel aspect inside of me uh, to tell stories, whether it's on stage or whether it is, you know, in a film or mm-hmm. on a stage where I'm just singing anywhere, because that is where that's where if I if I can say, quote unquote, my power, which isn't really my power, but my power yeah comes from that, yeah. comes from that source. You're tapping into something yeah. bigger than... Than, than me. Yeah. Very much so at all times and willingly wanting to. Well, and I don't know how you do it. I don't know how Well, I don't done. either. <laughs> I guess that's part of the magic. Yeah, so I you mean, don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Because, I mean, to be fair, I think what makes me want to do that is because of life stories and what I've been through and because I know that there's another reason why we're all here mm. individually and collectively. Mm. And I think yeah. that goes without saying for me. And so in order for me to get to that greater aspect of it, I sort of have to get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. What is your faith, if I may ask? And Thank you for asking. How does that, yeah. Um, I'm actually, I was born uh, and raised LDS. Mm-hmm. I was born and raised Mormon. Mm-hmm. And s- though and I don't practice anymore, I do not practice anymore. Mm-hmm. However, I guess, I mean, what does that mean though? You don't practice. I mean, there Mm. is a basic law of love Mm. that exists. (laughs) And everything else is second or or lower. Totally. And because that's really all that exists and all that matters. And for me, um, I try with everything in me to to function with that every day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every day, yeah. every day. There's religion and then there's spiritual practice. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated by how that informs artists and I think especially singers. I think it that, like you're saying, tapping into that. You know, I tell you, there's love. as much as there's, you know, storytelling and the spoken word and mm. being in, you know, plays with no music, there is something about a song or a tune mm that transcends what can be spoken totally. and what can be said. Totally. And if it's written well and it's placed in the right place within a story, mm-hmm. it pushes that story farther than anybody could ever even imagine possible and reach into the depths of a person mm. that they never thought existed. Totally. And that's power. Yeah. Well, I feel like almost especially when you're sitting in a room full of people and kind of breathing the same air mm-hmm. and watching that person live. Very much so. And think and think and feel. It's very intimate. It's a, yeah. it's a very, very intimate thing. When I think about that, I think uh, my mind always goes to Les Mis because Les Mis for me, and you were on Les Mis on Broadway, <laughs> um, that show is the example for me of like, I kind of dismiss it when I'm not listening to it. I'm kind of like, oh, it's so big and loud and it's, right. it's just like emotion. Um, but then, of course, I'm sitting there in the theater and like, my heart is just torn open, like out of my chest. And that's the power of music in that, like the storytelling in the right place. There is a line at the end of the show, uh to make a case in point, (laughs) that says, to love another person Mm -hmm. is to see the face of God. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's it. That is it. That's like the t-shirt mug. (laughs) T-shirt mug, keychain, bumper (laughs) sticker. Yeah. Hashtag. Totally. The end. It's genius. That's that's all that's the thesis that's statement all of it all. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay, so you okay, so Laie mm-hmm. raised Mormon. Went to you went to BYU and then Utah? I did go to BYU Hawaii. Laie Elementary School. Hey. Then hey. I went to Coco High School. Coco grad ninety three. Hey. hey. In all Kahuku stands our alma mater. 
I'm not singing the whole thing because she's real slow. No, it sounds um, great. Then I went to BYU Hawaii for about two, three years, and then I transferred to Southern Utah University to and were work you in their uh, Shakespeare program. In the Shakespeare. But were you studying music or were you? I was studying a lot of things. Yeah. I was studying uh, theater, mm-hmm. music, okay. dance, and uh, French. Okay. It was she was real busy. <laughs> well, was there ever was it always acting? It was it always going to be. Did you have a, a vision, a dream, or? I. That's a good question. I think a lot of the time I would always wake up in the morning and go, I just want to be a backup singer. Oh, okay. That's all I <laughs> cool. want to do. Yeah. I just want to be a backup singer with my own pair of in-ear monitors. Ooh. <laughs> which is like a dream come true for me. That's. I mean, that's a great dream. It's really small, but that's okay. No, I mean, but then and then you did it, right? No, I never got to do it. But I got my pair of in-ear monitors. I was so excited. Ah. Oh, I can't wait. wait. But didn't you work with Gladys Knight? Yeah, but that was a oh. – I mean, that was – you have to understand, she became LDS. And she has a choir. Oh, oh okay. Um, and at the time when she was beginning that choir, oh, okay. I had an opportunity to sing with them very briefly before I started oh, okay. um, my commercial theater journey. Gotcha. Okay. It. Yeah, in 2003. And, and so a lot of that was that um, road trip from Vegas to L.A., were you, yeah, I can't believe you know it. You yeah, did an open we, call for I hairspray. Fully, yeah, we. I went to go audition. I think it was two thousand, beginning of two thousand three. Okay. January of two thousand three. Drove to North Hollywood with three of my other friends, and <laughs> we dream. barely had. It's the dream, guys. <laughs> we barely had gas in the car. Drove there, went and stood in line. We stayed at a Motel Six, which is probably not even there anymore, over on <laughs> Hollywood and Whitney. I bet you money it's not even over Motel. anymore. Yeah. Um, and um, we got in line, and I was like, I, this is, I'm going to be a dynamite. I'm fully going to be a dynamite. It's going to be so great. <laughs> yes. I don't even look like a dynamite at all. Uh, and I got in line, and Bernie was there, and he goes, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, do you know um, the, Good the Morning Baltimore? <laughs> you know, and I went like this, no. <laughs> and then I went, but I'll sightseeing it if you want me to. Do you have the sheet music? Because <laughs> I was fully in there ready to go. If I did the 16. He was stuff. like, no, we don't need that. Oh. And I was like, damn it. Uh, but they gave me that. And, hmm. you know, cut to eight callbacks later. Yeah. Eight? Eight callbacks later, both in oh, L.A. Jesus. and in uh, New York. And this was the national tour. And, and Harrisburg had just, oh, it was new. It was. Yeah. It was brand new. And, and I became was casting this, it. Yeah. And okay. Craig and I was um, cool. I was cast as a standby, and Carly Gibson was cast as the lead. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and then when they she transferred over, I think about six seven months later, and I took over. Okay, and that was your introduction to the world of like musical theater. Essentially. Yeah, yeah, like full out. Yeah, but then you were also saying, and you had a you had a a phase. Is it a phase when you did tech theater and you were behind <laughs> phase. the scenes? Or is it a passion? Um, it was, it was kind continues? of, um, it was twofold. It was sort of something that I had to learn how to come back into society again because I had been on the road for three years. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of don't remember how to live real totally. life. Yeah. So I sort of took a break from that. And because at the time I was in love with a sound guy. Oh, <laughs> and okay. I kind of wanted <laughs> to of stay in his world. And, yeah. Um, and so I sort of stuck with all that while I was trying to, I mean, meanwhile, we never really hung out again, but <laughs> I would, but I was able to sort of get back into my own groove as it were and I figure see. out how to, you know, live again. And, yeah. Be in one place. Yeah. For about two, three years. And I did it in San Diego and it okay. was, that local was very kind to me. Very kind. Nice. They were incredible. And then how, but then how did you get back on, how were you lured back onto the stage? Uh, my mother, I'll tell you, my mother uh, contracted primary peritoneal cancer, stage three, oh. which is a new cancer that has come out. Um, they call it gynecological because it attacks the abdominal area in a female uh, in an ovarian manner. Okay. So it's very, wow. so look that up. Yeah, really. Uh that's and uh, she was just in the in the beginnings of it. Yeah. And I was at home waiting for the next sound job to hit mm-hmm. in San Diego. And she had this gaping wound and we were always making sure she was okay. And she couldn't eat because they were starting her on chemo mm. at the same time. And she was like, daughter, you know, because she had a New Zealand accent. She was like, daughter, oh. you can't stay here. <sighs> You've got to go. 
And I That's was like, beautiful. I don't want to go, Mom. She's like, you, well, I didn't have you for nothing. You can't stay here. <laughs> and so I sort of looked around and I found out that they were doing South Pacific in Dallas. And I was like, well, I did that, yeah. you know, in some in, you know, community theater somewhere in Vegas. Let me see if okay. I can do it again. And so I called them and they're like, well, it's a touring company. And I my heart <laughs> fell through my hole. Like, I went, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. Uh, and I sent an email to Craig and he was like, oh. is this your guys' South Pacific? And he replied with sides. He sent me the sides <gasps> and said. Oh he wanted you to play that. Yeah. He wanted me to come in. Those um, guys wanted me to play in. What is her name? What's the Bloody role? Mary. Bloody Mary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and you knew Loretta? No, no, I didn't. Okay. I didn't at all. She was already doing it. Yeah. At the moment. On Broadway. And I was fully engrossed in being a stagehand at that point. Right. I was ne- never to return, which was a joke. <laughs> uh, big old joke on my part. Um, so, yeah, I got the sides and I came back into New York right before the Tonys that year. And I said, mm. please get me out of here before the Tonys. Okay. Because I really don't want to be around here. And we did. And then uh, the Tuesday after that, I got a phone call from both Bernie and Craig saying, okay, well, you're not doing sound and you're not going to understudy Bloody Mary. You're going to play Bloody Mary. (laughs) And I kind of went, can I call you right back? I got to talk to my mom because I freaked about all of a sudden. Sure, sure. And she just, you know, my mom, who was just cracking me up, man, my mother, if I could be a tenth of who she was, she bent over and sort of picked up a slipper that she was wearing she sort of threw it at me she goes i didn't have you for nothing <laughs> call them back and tell really them you're sweet. gonna take the role i was like okay okay and i did and that's, that's how really i got sweet. back in and that's how you got back in yeah and i can't and from that point on i was still trying to get out i was like yeah. fine i'll do this i'll make okay. some money i'll get a car and then i'll leave right and then like six months in they would go well keala we have an audition for you for priscilla queen of the desert okay and i was like fine i'll audition and then i'll leave <laughs> and then i booked it and i was like fine i'll do it and then i'll leave right. and then i got an audition for hands on a hard body and i was like oh come on you See, guys there it is that's yeah. some things are just meant to be and i just uh sort of wrote it i guess <sighs> And so, hands on a hard body. Um, it's one of the first shows I saw in New York, like as a as an East Coaster. And um, tiny for listeners who don't know, it's a tiny yeah. intimate little musical, mm-hmm. literally about uh, ten a handful of people, mm-hmm. about ten people, and who a are truck trying contest. to win a truck yep. by keeping their hands on the truck. That's one the hand. whole musical. That's all you have to do. And Keala Settle <laughs> had a scene stealing scene <laughs> where you had to. Burst into spontaneous laughter for five minutes, maybe more. three, okay. max, and it then launch on the into audience. a huge gospel number. Yeah, and the laughter—I mean, it was just—it was extraordinary. It—it it had to come from. I don't know. I don't know how you explain it, and I have no idea how you do it eight I, times a week. Again, it's one of those things. First of all, if you think I wasn't paranoid every single time I had to do right. that, oh, it was. My brain was not okay every single time okay. I had to do that. So you must have had doubts every single time. Every single yeah. time. I mean, like a song before. They would be singing the song before. And you're like, And I'm mm. all, I can't, I really don't want to do this. I really don't right. want to do this. I really don't want to do this. Knowing I had to do it and pull it out of nowhere. Right. And make it believable. And again, that was another one of those things where it was like, stop thinking about it. Mm. Get out of your way right. and just make mm. it happen. Let it happen. Mm. Because clearly you're not going to be able to do it. You're already doubting yourself. So get out Just of the way. Open up yeah. and get out of the like way. Like let go yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. So there was never. It's a, like such a simplistic question, but like there was another like a memory that like made you laugh and then triggered not all. Not even close. <laughs> no. It was all, you're I'm afraid for my life. You're just, <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the thing that I have to do now. It's the thing that the story yeah, requires. Yeah, because the story required it. Yeah. 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 And then you wail your head off in the song. <laughs> That's thanks to Tran. I don't know how you. That's tra- Amanda Green and Triana Stacey, oh man. Yeah? Those guys are incredible. They're incredible. I want to ask, too, about vocal care. How do, you, how do you sing so beautifully? How do you take care of your voice? I don't know. You don't know? I really don't know. Do you, you know what? I'll tell you. <laughs> do you do that thing where you wake up and your voice is just ready to go? Probably. That's what Jennifer Hudson said, too. And I was like, how dare you? Well, I mean, it's a head game, man. Mm. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, we it's become something where, not not that I'm knocking it, it's just... Some people go to the teachers and go to the lessons and do the, you know, and all that stuff, which is great. Some people need that. Right. I mean, for me, I was doing that for a specific amount of time and when I was on tour. And I remember I was with the guy that I was saying Mm -hmm. on tour and we woke up one morning and I looked at him and I was like, I can't 
I, my voice is just, mm. you know, he's like, and I can't do it. I don't have it today. I don't think I have it today. And I wasn't even supposed to be at the theater. We were just hanging out there. Mm. And he looked at me and he said, Kayla, look at Aerosmith. They make billions of dollars <laughs> on their throats. You're going to be fine. And from that point on, point. I didn't care anymore. Yeah, yeah. Again, getting out of the way because mm. clearly my worst enemy is me. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Totally. So, yeah, I mean, if it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. If it's not, it's not. And it's is it the kind of thing, too, where when it's not there and you got to perform and maybe you – obviously, performers, you have to be judgmental of yourself and you have to hold yourself to a high standard. And when it's not at that standard, you – beat yourself up or is it about no. like forgiving yourself you just, and it's, just moving on it's i mean you could try and beat yourself up yeah. i mean i'll be the first to tell you <laughs> sure. nobody beats me up better than me well and that's i feel like that's as it should be yeah. yeah it's but again it's one of those things where you have to continually say get out of the way yeah. get out of the way let it go forget it that's why we have opening nights on broadway which again i can't believe i get to say when you have opening nights on broadway yeah. that's a very cool thing and yeah, i'm very totally. very grateful that i can relay this story about it yeah people get nervous and when we're on stage and the cool thing for me is that you can go we already got reviewed guys Right. We already got the reviewed. No, been... the critics have been here. Yeah. Opening night is for us mm-hmm. and for people that mm. want to be here and for our family and our friends. Yeah, yeah. And those that helped us try to create this piece for so long. Yeah. Enjoy it. Yeah. Know? Well, and there's that thing of if you're not present because you're so anxious and and in your own head and in your own way, then you're not going to enjoy it. You're not well, going to Well, not just that. I can't talk to you. Or you can't talk to me because I'm mm. so in my head right. that I'm not even available to anybody no. else. You know, there's no listening. Yeah, yeah. It's and, and it's it's a very basic thing, but you'd be mm. surprised. I struggle with it nonstop. It's so hard, and I have to call myself on it all the time. Yeah, simply just to be available, not just to myself, just but to other be people. Available. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, God, that's a great way of putting it. I'm and I'm, let like, me tell you, I didn't. I wasn't always like that. I had to learn that. Absolutely. I had to learn that. And that to was not a fun lesson. That. But, <laughs> you know, nobody wants to be told or no one wants to tell themselves, girl, your ego is you need to check your ego. Mm. Stop having sure. your guns loaded all the time. Mm. Stop having a wall up. You know, you mm-hmm. nobody wants to tell themselves that. But I wanted to work that out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Within myself. Yeah, it's like identifying little, like little voices in your head mm-hmm. and like assigning them characters, mm-hmm. like making them characters in your head. It's like... very much a beautiful mind. It's yeah. very, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. exact same thing. You yeah, know, when you get cool. to the end of the end of the film, and his wife goes, "You know, are they there? What are they saying?" Mm. And all three of them are just They're all there, waiting for attention. Yeah. just waiting for that power to take <laughs> over. And he doesn't give them a thought. Yeah, yeah, and he looks over and he just says nothing. And that takes practice to get there. Yeah. And it also, you can't do it by yourself. Mm. You cannot do it by yourself at all. It and, is and so scientifically it with, impossible. You do it with. You have to do it through connection yeah, and communication. Yeah. With people you trust. Yeah. Friends, family. But there are sometimes there are even, well. but yeah, but, yeah. The, but sometimes there are even strangers that you can be in a position okay, and cool. you learn things. Yeah. That's how available you have to be and make yourself available Mm. to get out of the way and be able to be to notice those things well and i guess in the acting profession you're working you're working with quote-unquote strangers all the time in a way very much so who become another stranger so then you all learn Mm. how to be that person together so you be i become becky you know jesse becomes jenna you know jenna learns how to be um dawn and we all have to learn what that trio is Mm within our space and within the um, context of the story. Yeah. 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 The um, the most beautiful thing about Waitress for me was that the three main ladies, they didn't have any, con- like they didn't, they had conflict, I guess, between them, but not, it was never, everyone just loved each other, <laughs> which seems rare, unfortunately. That came stories. from the creative team. That came from the creative team. That came from the story. The all-female creative Adrian, team. Yes. Mm-hmm. Adrian and Adrian Shelley. May she rest in peace as well. That yeah. was, that was all her. It's from her that too. was the I mean, because again, there are so many levels to a woman. Yeah, yeah. And that show captured that. All of them, yeah. right, right. And it was, and I give them credit, all yeah. of them credit for that. I can't stop listening to that album. <laughs> it's, it all the time. it's so beautiful. I listen to when he sees me all the time. Oh. Like, <laughs> isn't that sweet? Kamiko, I know. 
I know. That Ooh. show is still playing. I guess I, I guess we It could, is. Yeah. And very well. Yeah. Duh. It's doing really well. Yeah. Of course it's going to do very well. You've been in you've been in number you've originated roles on Broadway. I feel like that's sort of rare too to be able to say that you you created roles. Dude, it's I mean, I it's a joy, right? It is. It's a joy and it's a, and I'm not kidding you, it's an honor. Yeah. Because all you want to do is tell other people, show people anything that they can grasp onto and go, mm. dang, that's me, or dang, yes. you know? Totally. Because that's the idea of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Well, for me anyway. I yeah. mean, I mean, for other people, it may not be that deep. I may oh, be the yeah. deepest person you've ever had at this point, but <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? That's yeah. That's what it's all about for yeah, me yeah. anyway. And there's an entertainment. Yeah, some people go to just be entertained, mm-hmm. probably, and like- that's fine too. Yeah, and if you're lucky, you get both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so, greatest showman, I assume, is both. Oh, it's that. <laughs> I'm excited. You have no idea. You said um, we said that changer. we had to talk about Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah, because he he's an egg. Is he <laughs> the greatest song and dance yes. man of his generation? Yes, I kind of feel like he is. It's annoying to say, but yes. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He went on this two three week press tour for Logan. Yeah. The beginning yes. of March. Yes. End of February, beginning of March. So two big films. The next year. day, he was in the tent rehearsing with a cane. As P.T. Barnum. As P.T. Barnum, spinning the cane, <laughs> listening to the music in his beats that are ah, in his ears. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself as I sat back, I went, that's another person I want to be like someday. Right. Totally. Because he was so in it. He was, and so committed. Yeah. So committed. Does that. I don't know. The variety of his roles is just like, it just and he wants to. He wants to. Again, yeah. because of the storytelling. The aspect of him, and I've looked up to him very much totally. throughout this process, mm-hmm. especially with regard to where I want to go in my own life, yeah. <laughs> if I have a place to go. But looking at him and watching him maneuver through his own career mm. and going from not just executive producer to actor to singer to dancer mm. um, to, you know, comic genius star, mm. uh, you know, comic book all of that, mm. it's just to watch him do that is so inspiring to someone who, you know, every now and then will go, do I have those options mm. available to me? And him saying, you can do anything you want, Keala. You can make up anything you want. Of the yeah. world is your oyster. Amazing. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But yeah. you can do anything you want. That's beautiful. Yeah. But he's, yeah, that's just. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. He's fine. He played Wolverine and P.T. Barnum this year. He's fine. He's just fine. And it, but it just blows my mind, too. Like, he's he can do, like, the really intense, like, scary I thing. know. I saw the film. And the, like, musical theater. Yeah, but like, it's true. I saw the film, and I – and to be fair, I hadn't seen any of the other ones except yeah, Logan. Yeah, Logan, yeah. And I went to go see him when we went – when we were back in the tent. We met up back in the tent for rehearsals before we were shooting all the tent stuff. And I said, you're mean. Yeah. Also, oh, you yeah. cuss a lot <laughs> at a child. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> he's like, they told me to do it. They told me. And in the movie, Les Mis, he's both. He's both the, like, brooding, yeah. scary, and the, like, yeah. singing about my feelings. Very much so. Which is why he's, like, that level of it, But he star. is. He just, again, because he is another one that gets out of the way for mm. the sake of the story. Yeah. And it's it's, it's just so great. It's so great to watch. Um, and who else is in this movie? You have uh, Zac Efron. Zac, my little bro. <laughs> Zendaya. Zac, Zendaya. Zendaya. That's okay. I'll help you. Oh, boy. Zac and Zendaya. Zac was uh, such a joy to work with. He's It was it was like having my little brother with me. Uh-huh. He's, um, he's another song and dance man. He is. Yeah. And he actually, ironically enough, when I ended my run on Hairspray, the tour mm-hmm. was when the film started. Oh, okay. And yeah, I that. actually was able to do a cut song from the show uh-huh. on the album. Oh. On the Hairspray album. Of the Hairspray movie album. Yes, oh. the Hairspray movie album. So we bonded a lot about that. Oh. And so it's so fun to have him in my world. Yeah, and, cool. In my wheelhouse. And Zendaya is someone who's actually, she doesn't know it yet, but she will now because I'm about to talk about it. Um, <laughs> I and I listening. told her mom not to tell her this. I hope she's listening except I mispronounced her name. But go on. <laughs> yeah, way to go. <laughs> it's okay. I corrected it. Um, Zendaya is one of those women who is a grandmother. She is a 21-year-old oh. woman, but she's 85 years old. Oh, cool. She knows it. She's proud of it. She loves her socks. <laughs> she loves hanging out with her dog. She loves yeah. hanging out with Darnell and her family around her. She 
is also someone who, while everyone else is on Twitter, you know, posting selfies or, you Uh know, doing social media stuff, she's reading the news and she's Mm. getting information to know what's happening in our society and in our world. And she's looking up these stories of kids who are trying to make it through their own lives every day Mm. and doing everything in her power to empower them. And Wonderful. as I talk That's about it, example. I get goosebumps. Yeah. I get goosebumps because I'm a 42-year-old woman. And on that set every day when we were together in the hair and makeup trailer, she would sit in that trailer and keep her music on because I was on. I was in the chair for two and a half hours to be, to get for a the beard. beard and everything. <laughs> and she was done like that. Oh. But she would play that. She would play her music and we would jam out and harmonize to all ah. this music that was from my age and my mm-hmm. era. Okay. And I'm going, how? Do you have this music? Okay, I don't even understand. <laughs> but all of her older sisters and brothers, or older sisters, I should say, oh. are my age. Oh, okay. And so that's where she had all the music gotcha. from. And so that's where she's an old soul. She very much, yeah. very much so. And oh wow, she's. I mean, I can never thank her enough for making me understand how beautiful I am. If that makes that's sense, lovely. and I'm not going to cry. I refuse to cry. <laughs> um, and I you. wasn't going to tell her that, but there it is. There it is. I really do hope she's listening. Oh, um, man. And who else is it? What else do we need to know about the about the film before we all go see it for Christmas? Um, it is. It's not so much a biopic of P.T. Barnum, sure, but it is the story of how the circus came to be, yeah. and the character of who Phineas was, Phineas Barnum. And um, mm. what made him do the things he did and think the way he, th- you know, he thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. What I will say is that it is a massive game changer for our society today. Cool. Massive game changer. It's like the, that's um, the story we need now. It is. Yeah. It's time. We. There's so much uh, not okay stuff floating around, yeah. which is the best way I can say it right now yeah. without really saying anything. Totally. Um, and this film is a massive fireworks show. It is a celebration of everything that. that we are. I need that now. Everything yeah. that you could be, that I could be, that your best friend could be, that your mother could be, your father could be. It mm. doesn't matter. Anyone who has ever felt, period, dot, mm. dot, dot, mm. felt at all will be changed by this film. Anyone. Beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's. Oh, I'm it, so excited. It may, I mean, it changed my life It and continues to. Yeah. Because uh, it, it forces me to look at what I've said on a screen, you know, and yeah. kind of go, I guess I have to believe what I sang, right. what I spoke, <sighs> cool. or what I said. And yeah. Yeah. You have to like honor that material by believing it. Right. I don't want to be a hypocrite because, yeah. you know, I've already said it and I meant it. Mm, that's cool. Yeah. And then I feel like a lot of that too is like spreading that message before the movie comes out. Like a lot of the job of being a movie star. <laughs> dare you <laughs> all of these are wrong but keep going is to like is to promote the film right like there's a there's a lot of that that's very different from being a broadway star too like you don't do like a press tour for a broadway show necessarily. yeah but i think it's the same idea though yeah. i mean very much so yeah. i mean for broadway we're even more intimate because we're doing it live yeah you know what i mean true, true, true. so we're always if you want to talk about doing a press tour our press tour is doing eight shows a week right literally yeah. like previews, we're full out yeah totally. full out and i think for a film we just get to reach farther than mm. the yeah. audiences, gotcha. which I'm very grateful for because yeah. as far as this film goes and the message that it has, we need to. Yeah. Because it's it out time. There. Yeah, cool. It's time to celebrate That's who great. we are. It is time. It feels like it's coming at the right time of yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, and what do you know, like, how? what does it entail in terms of campaigning? Are you on an awards circuit? Oh, please. Look, I just want work. (laughs) I mean, you can. (laughs) You can if you want, but it's still real awkward. But as we said, like not a lot of people have seen this movie and it's not it's obviously not out yet, but there's like buzz, quote unquote. I don't know how this buzz thing works, but there's buzz surrounding your (laughs) performance. Buzz is like French for gossip is basically what that (laughs) is. Yeah, yeah. People are gossiping about Kiala Settle in this film. Well, it's I mean, it's. (laughs) This is awkward, but I mean, but <laughs> I only because I never know sorry. how to do it. You, but don't it be sorry. Point. It's I need to learn how to deal with that anyway, or not sure. deal with it. Basically, just get out well, of the way. Uh, it's um, and you've been look, nominated I just for a Tony Award, working. so you you know that that honorific. You yeah. know that that status. Yeah, and it been. and it's for me. It's just I have I have run away so long from doing this job. Yeah, I have tried it so many times. Like let me I let me be frank with yes. you. Um, 
I have run so many times from being, having this job of telling stories. Totally. And for the first time, I have learned what that means and what the ramifications are of telling a good story mm-hmm. and being surrounded by people who support me in doing that. Mm. And mm. I've also recognized what kind of a difference it makes um, in the world, mm. if I dare say that, because it has happened. Sure. Um and there are messages that have brought me to tears that I get every day. Some of them are in broken English. Some of them are YouTube videos that they've put a song to dedicate to those who have passed on mm. in honor of them. And uh, to say that, you know, to give them power and to sort of enable themselves to say, well, you can stand up for yourself. Mm. It's okay without being angry, without all the hatred. Mm. And that's what I want to do. That's all I want to do is to be able to continue to work telling those kinds of stories so that people can grab onto that yeah. and then spread it like wildfire. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where the promotion of it comes in. You want to reach yeah. as many people as you can yeah. with that message. I mean, if the NF campaign is in there, well, that's good. Right. I mean, <laughs> good for y'all. Good for me, whatever. <laughs> for but that's all I want is to be able to continue to do that. Yeah. Because I have, I mean, because I, gotta, I have stuff that I'm working on to continue to do that even, you know. Can we talk about what's next? Sure. I'm trying to pitch a TV show <gasps> as a producer. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, wow. And I you can't said tell you what you... it's about. No, but no, no. I've and already... you said that you moved to LA. I did. And uh, A few months ago I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And are happy with that decision? I am. It, okay. um, as much as I love New York and love everything that it's done for me and will probably continue to do for me, hopefully, mm-hmm. speaking. Uh, yeah. Um, You'll be on Broadway I was soon my I, they all there's a song that um the don't forget the sunscreen song that Baz Luhrmann did, and he was like uh, move to New York but oh. move before it makes you too hard, and then leave live in California and leave before it makes you too soft. Ooh, and I needed to leave New oh, York because I was already too hard, and I could tell that it was affecting people around me, and wow. fortunately the film came in the, at a at the right time for mm. me to go. I need to go. Yeah. To breathe not only for myself but for those that I care about okay. around me, and I did a lot of learning That's in the past advice. four or five months. Yeah, That's well, great. I didn't write a Baz Luhrmann. Did thank you, Baz Luhrmann. <laughs> um, yeah, and huh. I'm also working on a record. Oh, cool. Yeah, of me. Of you doing your music? Yes. <gasps> That's wonderful. Yeah, wow. I'm working with uh, a great, actually, pretty famous guy. His name's Greg Wells, and uh, we're in the studio right now doing. Um, just an EP of some cover songs. Okay, and we're okay, okay, cool. Try and release awesome. beginning of next year, hopefully. And is it going to be like the the full KL repertoire of like musical theater, but also R and B, but also Hawaiian, no. but also no? no. <laughs> Which is it? No, it's going to be KL, and you're going to find out. I'm so you excited. wish. I know. Every, it's so funny because I I'm grateful I have been approached numerous times to say, let's do a musical theater album. Let's do a musical theater uh, album. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I would love to, but I don't even know what the heck that means. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I just don't. No. Because yeah. everything that I've done, I mean, is not really I mean, it's been in the musical theater genre. Right. Technically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. technically. But, but like, I don't I, I couldn't songs. go in there and go, there were birds on the hill, you know, I couldn't <laughs> I mean, I could, but you won't buy it. I'll I'll be the first to tell you. I would, but. No, you can't. No. (laughs) You know what I mean? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this, and Greg approached me. Uh, He did post-production on the film, uh, doing sound and mixing and editing. And he came to me and said, look, I just finished editing your film. Uh, your song, This Is Me, You yeah. Brought Me to Tears, You're Incredible. Uh, and I'm going, you are. I have no idea who you are. And then I looked him up and I went, uh, oh, okay. Oh. He's kind well, of. So the, it really is a family, this this film yeah. was. Yeah. And you've got all these. Very much so. All these strong connections now going yeah. forward. Yeah. And you're going to make music. with That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to hear it. Thanks, me too. Ah. Um. So backstage, first of all, did you ever use backstage? Are you ever familiar with? I what I did in Vegas use... when I lived in Vegas. Oh, actually. okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Because um, our readers are very much interested in the you know the early career acting advice, um, and I just think of your, I'm like so romanticizing your road trip to L.A. to just like do the open call and then you get the lead yeah. and you're from Bernie Telsey and like <laughs> that's <laughs> maybe. Not how it usually happens. <laughs> Not so. at all. How That's do, right. like, what do you tell people who are in that position who want to do that road trip or something like and, that? I mean, you you wake up in the morning and you know you want to do it. And it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You'll go broke. 
You'll sure. Jackie Chan your underwear over and over and over again <laughs> to do it. You'll do it. You will do whatever yeah, it takes to get it there. If you want it hard enough, yeah. Yeah, nothing will stop you. Cool, yeah. I mean, that's what happened to me. I mean, I would wake up every morning and go, well, I I mean, I still wake up and want to do this. Yeah. I still wake up and want to do this. And you got to just do it. You can't. There's no shortcuts either. Yeah, well, yeah. That's the For other sure. thing. If even there's absolutely no shortcuts, even if it if you go from point A to point Z in one fell swoop, mm. somehow you will make that time up somewhere in your mm, career, cool. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That is okay. All of those things are there for a reason, and cultivate mm. who you are as an artist. Yeah. They all do. That's the other thing that I think people need to be reminded of. Myself as well. Everything that happens in life cultivates who you are mm-hmm. as a performer in any genre, whatever genre you're, you know, trying to fulfill. Yeah. And I think uh, it's imperative to remember that and be mindful of that yeah. uh, when those when those situations come up, because it's not all, you know, champagne and roses by no. any account. No, it's a, it's the acting profession. Yeah. It's not nothing is set in stone. Nothing right. is for, At sh- all. for certain. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess you just have to sit there kind of listening to your gut and constantly checking in with with that cultivation of the self very much so and saying what is the next but also know that with that cultivation you don't do that by yourself all of these things require other people i mean you can sit there and do yoga with yourself forever and Uh you're gonna be the only one who knows what's happening (laughs) but you need to be involved with others Mm. so that you can hear yourselves talking to other people and Mm. they can hear you and you can hear them Mm -hmm. it's very much again just being available to what's around you yeah and we are greater than the sum of our very much so yeah this is excellent advice. Thank you. Mahalo nui loa, Keala, for joining oh. us. <laughs> Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe for more interviews from the front lines of the industry's awards races. In the Envelope is recorded at Lotus Productions and Hyperbolic Audio in New York City. Thanks, as always, to producer, editor, and all-around podcast whiz, Jamie Muffet. You can follow him on Twitter, at JamieMusicNYC. You can follow me, Jack Smart, on Twitter, at JackSmartWrites. Thank you, of course, to the team at Backstage, the most trusted name in casting. That's Peter Rappaport, Mark Stinson, Francis Ramos, Rowan Al-Khatib, and especially the astounding Casey Howe. For more awards and industry coverage, head over to Backstage.com. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time for another glimpse in the envelope. Because some people get mad when you take your shoes off over here. At the door, I know. <laughs> I'm now in the habit of like keeping my shoes on all the time. It's I know, weird. right? You're like, never mind. Fine. Let me dirty your, let me dirty your so carpet. Weird. I know. And then I call them sleepas and people are like, what? I know they're slippers. My friend from Jamaica also calls them sleepers, and I'm like, it's every islander. It's a pr- that, anyway, that's because they know. Yeah. They don't call or the it locals the, ones. The F word, the flip flops. <laughs> it's not what that's not. The what F word is the flip flops. <laughs>